and welcome to From the Hawk's Nest. I'm your host, Matt Bergman, and my guest today is Kathleen Bender. She's a 1992 QU alum with a degree in sport management. Kathleen is a learning management systems analyst for Endeavor Health in the Chicago area, and she's also held several positions in physical therapy and personal training. Kathleen, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Matt. Well, before we talk about what you're doing today in your career, Tell us about some of those positions you've held in physical therapy and training. So I started in fitness right out of college. I worked mostly in corporate fitness centers, um, assisting people on how to use machines and setting up programs for them. And then that kind of morphed into personal training, um, which then gave me um, some exposure to physical therapy um, and was actually going to go to physical therapy school, but then um, my son came along. So that kind of derailed that <laughs> that career path in that sense. But then I did end up working for an excellent company called Athletico, um, where I worked in the clinic one-on-one with patients. I did personal training there as well, um, but then uh, rose up to be the executive assistant to the CEO for about 12 years. Wonderful. What what originally drew you into physical therapy and personal training? What what was what was it that brought you there? Um, quite honestly, it was my experience as a student athletic trainer, athletic trainer at QU. Oh, wonderful! So you were able to be a part, I assume, then of of the various teams and helping the student athletes. It was mostly with the football team um, for three years, and it was probably one of the most um, defining and awesome time I had at Quincy. Um, you know, back in those days, it was kind of hard as a female to get involved in men's sports, whether, Mm -hmm. you know, working or whatever. So, but, uh, never felt unwelcome. Um, I was there with two other, uh, women trainers and Chopek and Christy Breland and the guys and the coaches just, you know, we were part of the team. Um, and they treated us with such respect that, uh, to this day, I have such strong friendships and bonds with so many of them. Um, it truly was um, an, an un, or a, uh, unusual, but um, I'm struggling for the word here, unique experience. Well, let's talk about your job with Endeavor Health. Tell us what a learning management systems analyst, which is a very long title, Tell us, tell us what, what you do in that role. So my team is responsible for uh, creating online curriculum for our physicians and nurses and practitioners to um, keep up their credentialing um, or just basic, um, you know, day-to-day skill work. So we create curriculum ranging from learning how to use um, the electronic medical record system to how to put a sent into a patient to um, anything that they would need to do their job on a, a daily basis. And so you guys work on developing the, the electronic version uh, of this curriculum and then, and then deliver it across the platform to um, employees. Exactly. We assign that we get the groups um, that they're supposed to be assigned to and we get those out and we follow up. Um, with the management of those teams, um, there's a lot of reporting that needs to uh, go along with that as far as um, who has or has not completed the training, um, 
So there is a lot of that kind of backend analytics analytical work to be done, but for the most part, um, what I get out of it is the creative part of putting together the curriculum and um, designing the structure. Well, tell us about about your family and life in Chicago and and what you've um, what you've been up to. And you know, we've talked about work, but let's talk about family and life in Chicago. Sure. Um, my husband and I have two kids. Um, we live on the northwest side in what's known as the Irving Park neighborhood, um, about two miles directly west of Wrigley. Um, my son is a sophomore at Marquette University, and my daughter is currently in seventh grade. And I know there's a, an, an adventurous activity that you're passionate about. Um, tell us about that. Yes. So um, last year, I was able to complete a lifelong goal of sailing in the Chicago to Mackinac Island sailboat race, which is one of the longest um, freshwater sailboat races in the world. Um, I came to that goal from a lifelong um, love of sailing. My dad had sailboats since the time I was a baby up until I was in college. Um, So I pretty much all my summers cruising up in Dork County and Upper Lake Michigan. Um, and it's just always been a, a dream of mine to race this particular race. So how did you get involved and, and even like train and, and go about, um, you know, all the preparation work? Tell us about that. Right. So um, a year prior, I took a, an adult sailing class. Um, down in, uh, at Columbia Yacht Club in Chicago. And um, it's just a, a group of volunteers, basically people that um, have sailboats and want to teach people how to sail. Um, it's about a six-week course. We go out once a week and they teach you the, the basics of, you know, what what this part of the boat is, what that part of the boat is, what this sail does and what whatnot. Um, so for me, it was just a huge, big refresher course and all this knowledge came flooding back. Um, and... But to get on a sailing crew is a whole nother story because um, most crews are fully established and have been established for years. You know, they have their people, they have their systems. Um, but there is there was an online group called it's called Rail Meets, and it's I, I explain it um, to people. It's like a, a dating service for sailors because it <laughs> hooks people up, it hooks um, captains up with crew and crew with captains, and so I you know, created a profile on there. And, um, you know, that was the summer of 22. And, you know, nothing crickets, didn't get any responses. But then come January of 23, this woman reached out to me and, um, you know, just like you're doing, Matt, she asked me a bunch of questions, you know, what's my sailing experience and things like that. And it turns out that we had a lot in common that both of our dads were basically members of the same yacht club. Oh. Um, they were both cruisers. Um, she's from a huge family. I'm from a huge family. And just the um, amount of similarities we had, it was kind of uncanny. And it was, um, in the end, it was truly like a divine intervention thing because both of our dads are past. But um, I think somehow spiritually they brought us together because Um, she's a woman who has been sailing her whole life. She's owned her own sailboat for about 35 years and races every year. Um, she loves to take people out and teach them how to sail and to race. So as far as the training goes, 
it's really just a matter of um, she kind of just throws you in the deep end, you know, mm-hmm. she gives you an assignment um, or a position on the boat and you just learn it. <laughs> um, so there's week, the, the racing season goes from about the end of May through September and there's races every weekend. Wow. Yeah. I wouldn't, it, I would not so have I, guessed that, that it was that, that long of a season. Well, and because the um, season it, or the weather window is so short, you know, up in the Midwest that you had to take advantage of every opportunity yeah. to get out of the water. So, Well, that sounds like a really, really awesome experience. It is. It's truly being out on the lake um, and on the boat is my number one happy place. I have to say, not that I don't love my kids and my family, but <laughs> we won't let them listen to this. Don't worry. I know. Yeah, they won't. <laughs> well, let's take a brief break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with Kathleen about how her time at QU and uh, some of her favorite memories and how that shaped where she is today and how she's still connected back to QU. Stay with us. You're listening to From the Hawk's Nest. Hey, QU alum. We want to stay connected with you. Tell us what's happening in your life and your career. Let us know when you move and update your email address. Share when you change jobs, receive a promotion, or have other accomplishments and recognitions. And yes, we want to know when you get married and when you have a baby and make additions to your family. Hey, and you can always contact us just to say hello. Feel free to send pictures of yourself or others which may be of interest to the Quincy University community. Stay connected with us through various social media like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And welcome back to From the Hawk's Nest. I'm your host, Matt Bergman. And today I'm chatting with Kathleen Bender. She's a 1992 QEU alum. And uh, we just talked about uh, what she does professionally and her sailing um, most recently accomplishment. But let's go back to your time at QEU, Kathleen, and um, your degree program, you were trained in education and sport management. Um, what stood out to you at, during that? What courses, maybe what professors um, had a good influence on you? Oh, gosh. Um, for me, it's kind of hard to pick one. Um, I Because my degree was basically half of a PE education degree and half business degree. Um, so I had a really uh, varied um course load, but as far as favorite professors, um, Terry Rydell, Dr. Rydell was one mm-hmm. of my favorites. I should have minored in English. He was just so awesome. Um, I took you, I took British masters as an elective, um, which is like a major's class. I had no business being in that class. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the books he assigned was Ulysses. And I think I read five pages and was just done with it. Um, but <laughs> That man took pity on me, I swear to God, because I, I passed with a B in his class. I still to this day don't know how he did that. <laughs> but um, uh, Dr. Maglieri, um, Father Ken Capalbo, mm-hmm. man, uh, failed his class twice, ah. but it was one of my favorite classes, world history. Going to his class was like, you know, watching a documentary. You know, he just was so knowledgeable mm-hmm. and... I just just get lost in his lectures. They were so good. So I know you have some favorite memories of your time at QU outside the classroom. Uh, can you share some of those with us? Um, in a very general sense, probably. Um, I don't want to 
Name it get names. anyone or including <laughs> myself in trouble. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, it's, I could write a book about it cause it was just so much fun. I mean, the academics aside, I mean, living in Centennial, um, back then all the house parties and parties in what was then called Lynn street, um, hog wild weekend. Halloween was one of the best weekends I think of the year besides St. Patrick's day. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, getting to know different people and making those connections and friendships. Um, you know, right now I'm at, uh, out of town with a group of people that I lived with in Centennial, um, and Chopek, Christine, Lance McCorvey, Nate McCorvey, Jeff Lorenz and Bernie Kacharski. You know, we've, this, these friendships have sustained 30 plus years. Um, and those were formed in Quincy. And, you know, you've obviously stayed connected with, with classmates and, uh, and even doing things like taking trips. What about coming back to campus? What sort of alumni type events um, have you liked to take part in? Um, I try to go to uh, homecoming every year, um, especially, you know, every five years or so. Um, but this past year, I think we've all made a pact that we're going to try to go every year just because, you know, who wants to wait five years anymore? Yeah to see each other. And, um, I also attended, um, recently the, um, hall of fame ceremony because, uh, again, a classmate, Demetrius Young was inducted into the hall of fame mm-hmm. for football. Um, and I, even a few years back from there, there was a 30th anniversary of the football program. Um, and those kinds of things. Um, there's a, a buddy of mine, Drew Haggard, he's one of my ride or dies for those events. So, you know, those kind of connections just, I feel so blessed to have these people in my life. Um, and well, it's, I have it all to thank for going to Quincy. And, uh, you know, the tradition continues because I believe Drew's son is a current student. Exactly. Yeah. He's a freshman on the football or uh, baseball team. Baseball. That's what I was today. thinking. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. that's, it's neat to see that kind of a story come full circle. It's, it's heartwarming. It's exciting. And, you know, it rein, uh, reinstates that sense of pride of, that you have for your school. Absolutely. Well, what sort of advice would you have for maybe current students or maybe alums? Hmm. To to stay in touch, um, to make those connections and, you know, work at them because like any relationship, it does take work. Um, but you know, just enjoy each day, um, be kind to each other. And, um, cause it's such a short time you have at, at, at school, no matter where you go. Um, but take the time to build those foundations of friendships because, um, you know, 30 years on, those people can become your foundation and your rock whenever you have a going through something difficult or vice versa. You know, it's, it's a truly precious gift. Absolutely. As, as a, uh, an alum myself from 1999, um, I can attest to that, um, you know, same type of thing. Still some of my best friends are, are folks that went to school here with me many years ago. 
Yeah. And it's, you know, a small school is what I was looking for initially anyway. So um, I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, it fosters that sense of community. Well, Kathleen, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your gathering today and uh, and chatting with us. Oh, thank you so much for reaching out and asking me to be a part of it. And be sure to tune in next time for another episode of From the Hawk's Nest, where we talk to Quincy University alumni, Franciscan friars, and students, faculty, and staff to learn about their QU journey. I'm Matt Bergman, and remember, it's always a great day to be a hawk.